Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Peter here. On today's episode, Baby with a Mustache takes a trip to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, one of the greatest art museums in the world. And when she gets there, she meets someone who may be appreciating art in more of a treasure hunting kind of way. We also have an incredible special guest today, the phenomenal actor Justin Bartha. All of that coming up right after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Ah, the soothing sounds of Vivaldi. The perfect soundtrack for Art Appreciation Day, a day dedicated to enjoying and appreciating the fine arts in all of its forms. Oh, good morning, Eric. How are you appreciating fine art today? Oh, hi, baby with a mustache. So, you know how I love lava? I do, but I thought it was more of a circumstantial thing that would pass once we arrived on the surface. Nope, it's an all-the-time thing now. Anyway, I found this lava lamp. I'm going to see how long I can look at it without blinking. Oh, that's not really what I meant by fine art, but okay. Oh, Peter, what are you doing to appreciate fine art today? Me? I'm making mashed potato art. Let me just add the gravy and done. Whoa, a Jackson Pollock. A what? It's supposed to be a volcano. Oh, I see it. Rolo, how are you appreciating fine art today? You'll like this, baby with a mustache. See this set of ceramic bowls? 
Each one is completely unique because it was handcrafted by a Japanese artisan whose life has been dedicated solely to making this specific bowl as flawless as possible. This set showcases his progress towards the pursuit of perfection. The attempt to achieve the purity through craft symbolizes the journey of humanity, making strides towards the vision of a world we may never even glimpse in our own lifetimes, yet knowing that our joy comes from the simple act of making those strides. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to see how many of these I can balance on my butt. What? Oh, what's wrong with all of you? This is no way to appreciate art. I'm living amongst a bunch of Philistines. Huh? Who's Phyllis? I'm young, but I'm no Dean. Ugh, clearly none of you know how to appreciate art. So it looks like I'll have to spend this art appreciation day on my own. If anyone needs me, I'll be at the Met. I've been told I've had an overactive imagination. It makes me feel cozy. Ding. Your pen and paper have arrived. Then all you need to add next is perseverance. I write most of my stories for fun. There's so much out there that we'll probably never know. The Soli Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. At least, that's what we normally do. Today, I, Bebe with a Moustache, the most cultured story pirate, will be taking you on a tour of the Met, one of New York's most prestigious museums. Let's start off with this painting, Starry Night by Van go. It's, um, well, it looks a lot like how it looks on the internet. Maybe I should have paid for the guided tour. No, what am I saying? I know how to appreciate art. I'm an expert. I just need something to get myself in the right headspace. <gasps> like listening to a story. Hello, my name is Finn. I'm 10 years old. Hi, my name's Lamb, and I'm 12 years old. And we're, and we're from, from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. This, this is our story, How to Get into Monkey Trainer School. Person, dinner time. Wow, it smells great down here. I made empanadas. Have a seat. Oh, it's so nice having our big college grad back home in Wisconsin for the summer. <laughs> yes, of course. And his pet monkey. Ooh, uh, ha, I'm sorry. I can never remember how to say his name. Mom, it's Uwa Hoo-Ha Dingaling Dong. But don't worry about it. Since college, he prefers to be called Marvin. Oh, thank goodness. I'm so bad at remembering names. Me too. That's why we named you Person. That makes sense. So, person, I know you only just graduated, but have you given any thought to what you want to do for a job? I've given it a lot of thought, and I think I'm ready to pursue the job of my dreams. Being a monkey trainer. <coughs> I'm sorry, a monkey trainer? Person, you know that training monkeys is one of the most highly respected and competitive fields in the world, right? Of course I know that. Do you have a fallback career, something simpler, like being a lawyer or a brain surgeon, or...? No, Mom and Dad, I've made my decision. I'm going to train monkeys. 
No, Marvin, you cannot start eating until you put your napkin in your lap. Bad monkey! By the looks of this monkey's behavior, you have your work cut out for you. Uh, all right, person, if this is really what you want to do, we'll support you. Anyway, these empanadas aren't going to eat themselves. You can look into schools in the morning. All right, Marvin, no more sitting around in my parents' basement waiting for life to begin. Time to make it happen. I'll just open the phone book here and here it is, Monkey Trainer Schools. Oh, this one seems fancy. The Wisconsin Monkey Trainer School. Number one monkey trainer school in the world? Marvin, it's ringing. Hello, Wisconsin Monkey Trainer School, headmistress speaking. Hello. Well, what do you want? And spit it out, we've got monkeys to train. Oh, of course, hi, I'm Person, and this is my monkey, Marvin. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. With so many evil baboons on the loose, do you think I have time for mediocrity? Yes, I know. But please, just let me prove to you that I have what it takes. <sighs> All right. Tell me a little bit about Marvin. Have you taught him any tricks? Boy, have I. He can water the plants, stand on one leg, eat prunes. <laughs> No, wait, he can screw in a light bulb, walk on a tightrope, and can even build the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower? Hmm. But tell me, can he talk? See for yourself. Marvin, speak. <laughs> yes, hello. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Ua Hoo-Ha Ding-a-Ling Dong. But you may call me Marvin. And you are headmistress Diana, I presume? Yes, I... How did you know my name? It's a pleasure to meet you. Well, person, I guess I only have one thing to say to you. Yes, ma'am? Pack your bags because you're going to monkey trainer school. Yahoo! Thank you. You won't regret this. Wow, Marvin, I can't believe it's already been a few years. Monkey trainer school has been hard work, but I feel like things are going pretty well. Students, silence. Welcome to Homo Sapiens class. Now, there's really only one thing that you need to know, especially with all these evil baboons on the loose these days. Monkeys are Homo Sapiens. Class dismissed. Huh, I'm not sure that's true. Attention, students. Huh? Who's that? Please come down to the gym for an all-school assembly. That wasn't the headmistress speaking, but who am I to question a voice from the intercom? Come on, Marvin, let's go to the gym. Whoa, the entire school is here. What's this all about? <gasps> the lights went out. Marvin, look, a spotlight on a mysterious figure in a hooded cloak. Hello, all students and staff. You're probably wondering who I am. Allow me to introduce myself. I am... An evil baboon! <gasps> An evil baboon? And I'm here to take over the school! Power banana! Yes! Ah, he's throwing power bananas! Marvin, this is my chance to prove to everyone that a very normal guy like me, person, can do great things! <laughs> hey, evil baboon! Huh? Not so fast! If you want to take over this school, you'll have to go through... Power banana! What? Wow, I did not see that coming. That banana knocks me out. <laughs> Is that all you've got, headmistress? Oh no, the irony. The most respected school for monkey training taken over by a monkey, which a baboon technically is. There's no one left to save us. Not so fast, 
baboon! Marvin! <gasps> That's right, Diana. I'll save you. But how? With my training. Have at thee, monkey. Banana! 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 Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Any last words, monkey? Yes. Don't count your monkeys until they've hatched. What? That doesn't even make sense. Power coconut! Monkeys? Huh? What happened? Where am I? Settle down there, person. Everything is okay. Mom? Dad? Oh, I'm so sorry that I tried to save the day. You were right. It was so foolish of me to think that I, a regular person, could achieve greatness. I'm sorry I let you down by trying it all. Oh, son. You didn't let us down. I didn't? You saved the school. Headmistress? Wait, I saved the school? How? By training the most incredible monkey that the Wisconsin Monkey Trainer School has ever seen. You mean Marvin? That's right. I could never have defeated that evil baboon without your tireless efforts to teach me to speak, to construct fruit-based weaponry, and most importantly, to believe in myself. Thanks, Marvin. Wow, person. As a father, I'm finding your nurturing of this monkey super inspiring. Shall we celebrate? Bananas for everyone! No, sir! Not that banana! And peace! Ooh! <laughs> that is very gooey. The end! <laughs> and now, Lee speaks with the author! Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, everyone! where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. (laughs) Wait, am I just listening to an episode of the podcast right now? It sounds exactly the same. (laughs) Uh, No, it's not. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. We're doing good right now. So which one of you is Finn? I'm Finn, and I'm Liam. So Finn and Liam, you guys wrote How to Get into Monkey Trainer School. Yeah. Yeah. We literally thought about that on a walk. So take me back to that walk. This was around the time when season six was still in development. And uh, we were like predicting what the stories would be like. And we thought of how to get into monkey trainer school. And we were just like, okay, that's a really funny idea. We have to send that in. Do you guys make a lot of stories together or write a lot of stories together? Uh, Yeah, usually we have this comic series called Power Potato and Captain French Fries. One person does one panel and the next person does the other. Why does that way of collaborating together work for you? Because we each have our own separate minds, but then we have one extra mind that is shared between us. Do you ever get into disagreements about what you're making together? I mean, who doesn't? And how do you work through those moments when they do happen? We always try and make a compromise. Like, if Finn wants to make a story about dragons, I want to make a story about, like, dish soap. We make a story about a company that's dragon dish soap. And you know what? That compromise is kind of better than either of the original ideas, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. So, in your story, person needs six years of school to become a monkey trainer. And that's, like, after college. So it's like monkey trainer graduate school. Do you feel like that's a normal amount of time to learn a skill like monkey training? No, not really. But not anyone gets into the Wisconsin Monkey Trainer School. Only the best of the best will get in. 
Do either of you have any ambitions for what you would want to do after college? Like, would any of your ambitions involve a lot of school? Yes. I really like theater and acting and singing. So someday I want to go to like a uh, like a four-year college of uh, performing arts. And I want to be um, a surgeon because I kind of like seeing insides and stuff. I think it's cool to learn about the anatomy of the human body. And I don't get easily grossed out. I'll just do it. Last question. Have either of you ever taught a monkey a trick? We may or may not have. That's classified information. We cannot tell you that. I can't see you right now. Are you sitting with a monkey right now? Uh, yeah, he's right here. Marvin, this is Lee. Hello, Lee. What? How are you doing? Marvin, you can talk? Yeah. So, Marvin, let me just ask it to you straight then. What is the secret to a good monkey trick? The secret to a good monkey trick is to make it extravagant. Then all you need to add next is perseverance. Wow. What a great model for almost anything. You guys, this has been really wonderful to talk to you. And Marvin, it's been wonderful to meet you. Thanks for letting us perform your story. You're welcome. Yeah. This has been a very good day. <laughs> <laughs> For me, too. I'm so happy to meet you. All right. Bye, Finn. Bye, Liam. Bye, Lee. Bye, Lee. Okay. I'm looking at a Sunday afternoon on the island of La Grande Jette. It's a painting. Um, lots of dots. And, um, well... They're definitely on an island, and I guess it's Sunday? Ah! I'm not feeling anything! Why am I having such a hard time appreciating art? Ferris Bueller made it look so easy. Having trouble appreciating art? Ah, yeah. How could you tell? Because you just screamed, why am I having trouble appreciating art? Everyone's looking at you. Oh. Move it along, people! Who are you, anyway? They call me Barnabas Crate. I'm a fellow art appreciator and Ferris Bueller fan, but also, I'm a treasure hunter. A treasure hunter? Well, what are you doing in a museum? Hunting for treasure, naturally. Have you ever seen Municipal Treasure, my NYU student film? Why would I have seen your student film? We just met. I don't know, it does have 23 views on Vimeo, and I only know 12 people. You could have been one of the other 11. Are you sure you haven't seen it? I'm sure. Anyway, the movie's about a treasure hunter who finds New York City's hidden treasure inside of a museum. The 12 people I know who saw it think it's fiction, but it's based on facts. Facts that I read in a book at a library. Ever notice how the art in this museum has been placed very intentionally? It's called design. That's called design. Oh, wait, did you just say that? Yeah, sorry, I interrupted. <clears throat> no, 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 that's uh, it's totally cool. Let me just uh, find where I was. Let's see, I, I said design, then you rudely said the same thing at the same time. Okay. <clears throat> Design shapes human behavior, nudging us from place to place. Now, this is meant to be subconscious, of course, but with art, there's always a deeper level. Normally, individual art pieces speak to individual people, but a museum is a collection of multiple art pieces. Together, the art creates a message, its own sort of secret language. Shh, don't tell anyone. I'm kidding. You could tell people. The way I like to appreciate art is by decoding that language. So what do you say? Care to join me? Uh, 
What's your... Bebe. My name's Bebe. Well, Bebe, take a closer look at this painting. Where's everyone looking? They're all looking off to the left. <gasps> Except for that little girl. Exactly. She's facing forward, separating herself from the crowd. The crowd looks off of the island within the world of the painting, but the little girl, no, no, no. That little girl, she's looking outside of the painting. It's like she's looking right at us. Or maybe even past us. You are right, Bubba Bay. She must be guiding us that way towards the arms and armor collection. What are we waiting for? Let's go! Knights in shining armor, shields, swords, flags. Seems less like art and more like the museum got a good deal on armor. Well, art exists in many forms. Paintings, armor, lava lamps. You think lava lamps are art? Yeah, why wouldn't they be? They're colorful, intentionally designed, and they're mostly for looking at. It's not like they work well as actual lamps. I guess I agree that it's not really a lamp. But we're not here to talk about lava lamps. Focus! We're here to figure out what the armor's telling us about the hidden treasure. Hello? Knights? Knock, knock, knock. Wow. Imagine how bad the echo would be for the knight inside the armor. There's no night! What? There's no night? What are you talking about? What happened to the moon? No! I mean a knight in shining armor! This is just the armor! But where are the bodies that go inside of them? The bodies? Oh, every art museum has an entire section dedicated to sculptures of the human form. Follow me. Look at that beautiful statue. Hard to believe that's what we all look like, huh? Two legs, two arms, two huge wings, no head. Wait, is that what people look like? Do I have wings? Can I fly? I don't think so. And also, you have a head. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's where I like to balance ceramic bowls. You balance bowls on your head? Yeah. I used to balance them on my butt, but that's a young man's game. Why, do you balance bowls too? No, I just didn't know that was something people did. Yeah, uh, to be 25 again. Anyway, this is a statue of Nike, the Greek goddess of victory, which I know from playing Animal Crossing. It's interesting that she represents victory even though her head is missing. <gasps> Do you think she's trying to tell us something like the path to victory requires us to get out of our heads and into our bodies? Yes, because that sounds smart. But how do we get into our own bodies? Hmm. <laughs> Is, Is that, that your, your stomach? stomach? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> the, the cafeteria! cafeteria! Welcome to Cafeteria Dell'Arte. Our Art Appreciation Day specials include mashed Pompeii potatoes and the Greek treasure salad. Mashed Pompeii potatoes? I know, the name's kind of a stretch, but I think we did pretty well as far as mashed potato volcanoes go. Take a look. Whoa! It really erupted! Yeah, it goes off every hour on the hour, but most people don't need that long to finish it. Hi, excuse me, what's the Greek treasures salad? It's just a Greek salad, but we serve it to you in a Greek vase. We really blew through our budget with the volcano thing. Hold on, Greek treasure, Greek vase? You don't think? The treasure must be in the long hall of vases. Or vases, however you choose to say it. Let's go! I'm coming! Slow down, my legs are tiny, I'm a baby. Okay, cool. Don't order anything or whatever. Not like we worked super hard on the volcano. <sighs> 
Nobody appreciates fine mashed potato art. There they are! So many vases! But which one do you think it is? It's pronounced vases. But anyway, everything up to this point has stood out in some way. So which of these vases looks completely different from the rest? Hmm. They all seem to have their own distinctive quality, standing out in their own unique... Oh, wait, what about that hideous one? That's gotta be it. It's the ugliest vase I've ever seen in my life. The treasure's gotta be in here. Give me. Ah! Huh? What gives? It's empty. Hey, you two can't smash that vase. You're coming with me. Uh-oh, it's security. Run! <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters May 17th. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here! Thank you! Delicious sushi! Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here! Thank you! What's that delivery? Groceries. Uh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here! Thank you! Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? Wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply.
Hey, grown-ups! This next message is for you. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. One thing about me is that I love animals. I am not a dog or a cat person. I am both a dog and a cat person. And honestly, I don't want to brag, but animals love me too. If I'm visiting friends or family and they have a pet, there's a pretty good chance that I'll spend more time with the pet than whoever it is I came to see. So it is a huge bummer that I also happen to have really bad allergies around dogs and cats. I start sneezing, my eyes water, and I even sometimes have trouble breathing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And guess what? Just the other day, I went to visit my dog friend, Opie, and I made sure that I took a Claritin D ahead of time, and my allergies were totally under control. We were able to run and play and wrestle, and I nuzzled him and everything. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. You two know why you're in here? Because we weren't fast enough to outrun you? Exactly. I may be a security guard by day, but at night, I'm a world-class sprinter because I'm always running from the dark. Now, normally, both of you would be in a lot more trouble for destroying a priceless piece of art, but the thing you smashed to pieces was actually a vase I made in my intermediate-level pottery class. I told my wife that it was good enough to be in a museum, but she didn't agree with me. But you two thought it fit in perfectly next to all the other beautiful Greek vases, didn't you? Uh... <laughs> Wait till Cynthia hears about this. Two art thieves thought that my vase belonged at the Met. We're not art thieves. We're treasure hunters. He's a treasure hunter. I'm just an art appreciator who was helping him hunt treasure. Then why are you walking around the Met smashing stuff? Because we thought the treasure was in your vase. No, I mean, why didn't you just reach inside? It's a vase. You didn't have to smash it. Okay, interesting theory. Look, I'm glad you two are appreciating art today. Really, not enough people do, but that's not the way to do it. Then what is the right way? Whoa, kid, is everything okay with you? No, nothing's okay. All this time, I thought I was the most cultured story pirate around. But then I get to the Met and I'm staring at a painting and I just, I don't feel anything. Shouldn't I feel something? Shouldn't I be moved? Shouldn't I be having some profound experience that normal people don't get? I listen to classical music and I get that, so shouldn't I get all of this too? Bibi, you don't have to like all art to appreciate it. You can just appreciate that it exists and that there's somebody out there who might get something out of it. Art is something that finds you at a time in your life when you need it. 
Maybe in a few years, that same painting that didn't speak to you today might suddenly seem way more important. We can't just force ourselves to find meaning in everything. The meaning is within you. Your vase-smashing friend is right, kid. Besides, you can decide how to appreciate art in your own way. This guy likes to turn the museum's art into a treasure map. I like to sculpt balls of clay into objectively beautiful vases. My wife, Cynthia, she likes to stare at lava lamps without blinking. My friend Eric does that, too. I, I think I may have been wrong to judge him and Peter and Rolo so harshly. Who's she talking about? No idea. Just met her this morning. I mean, the cafeteria makes mashed potato art, and apparently lots of people balance ceramic bowls on their butts. My record's 62. Mine's one. And Barnabas, I did have a lot of fun treasure hunting with you. You really helped me see things in a different way. I did too. My only regret is that we, we didn't find any treasure. Did you two ever consider that the vase I made was the treasure all along? We hadn't thought about it that way, but... Um, yes, the vase you made was the treasure all along. Would you mind saying that one more time? I'm going to call Cynthia so she can hear what you just said. Instead of doing that, I have a different kind of art for us to appreciate. Another story written by a kid. Oh, good idea. I'll call her after the story then. Hi, I'm Parker. I'm eight years old and I live in Wisconsin. This is my story, The Snake Charmer's Trick. Gather round, one and all, to witness this spectacular spectacle. The legendary snake charmer and my legendary dad will perform. It's time to begin. Greetings! Wow, what an entrance! I am the snake charmer, and this is my flute. Oh, oh no, where's my flute? I just had it. Psst, Dad, here's your flute. Oh, thanks, Petunia. I will take my flute and use a beautiful melody to tame the serpent in this basket. Oh, oh, where did I put my basket? Psst, Dad, here's your basket. What would I do without you, Petunia? In this basket! Basket! It's time to take the lid off! <gasps> it's a King Cobra! Run! Wait! Do not be afraid! Look and listen! I can't believe it! Is that snake dancing? It is! That snake is dancing to the music! Hooray! Thank you, everyone! That has got to be the best snake charmer in the world! Best snake charmer in the world, they say. I must go tell the king. Did Thunder just appear out of nowhere when that creepy guard said his majesty's name? What? Of course not. Snake Charmer? Yes? Take this. It's an invitation to the palace to Snake Charm for his royal highness. Bye-bye. Petunia, did you hear that? An invitation to the palace. I can't believe it. Kobe, can you believe it? Who's the good King Cobra? Okay, you two, let's go to the palace! Whoa, this ballroom is big! And the people are dressed so fancy. I'm nervous too, Kobe. It's okay to be nervous sometimes. Yeah, I know, but wait, are you the... the... The queen? Why, yes. It's nice to meet you, your majesty. And you are? I'm Petunia. This is my dad, the snake charmer. Greetings! The snake charmer? Petunia, you must leave here at once before... There you all are! 
It is I, the king. Dear Charmer, I've invited you here to perform for my guests. And if you can, in fact, snake charm, you'll be rewarded with all my kingly gold coins. That, that sounds, sounds great. great. It does, doesn't it? Let's start. It's time to begin. I am the snake charmer. I will take my flute. Actually, you won't. What? You will be using my royal flute. I know a legendary snake charmer like yourself will be able to use any instrument, right? Right, of course. I will take the royal flute and use a beautiful melody to tame the serpent that's in this basket. Actually, you won't. What? You will be using my basket filled with the royal king cobras. I know a legendary snake charmer like yourself will be able to charm any snake, right? Right, of course. Play for me. Okay. It's time to take the lid off. <gasps> there is nothing to fear. Look and listen. What is that terrible sound? I don't know what's happening. I'm playing the flute like I always do. What's the matter, Snake Charmer? Can't play my little royal flute? Watch out! The cobra's coming right at us! Run, Petunia! Run! <laughs> you just got pranked by the king! <sighs> We're home. Are you okay? No, I couldn't even play a simple flute. I'm so sorry, Petunia. It's okay, Dad. I never want to be a snake charmer again. Kobe, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Dad is a great snake charmer. You think so? Was there something suspicious about the king? You're right, Kobe. If Dad isn't going to charm His Majesty's snake, then I will. Let's go back to the palace. Kobe, this ballroom is full of people. Excuse us, pardon us. Oof, sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you. Petunia? Queen! What are you doing here? I came to charm His Majesty's snake. Petunia, that's impossible. It's the flute. It's... Ah, my queen. Ah! Good evening. Whom do we have here? It's the snake charmer's daughter. She's back. <gasps> and she thinks she can charm your snake. Ha! Challenge accepted. Of course, you'll have to use this flute. But I was going to use my father's... Here, Petunia, why don't you give me your father's flute for safekeeping? Okay. And take this flute in its stead. Thank you, Your Majesty. You'll also have to use my snake. And if you can charm this cobra, then all the royal gold shall be yours. Oh, how exciting. Oh, but just one last question, darling. Yes, my queen? What kind of cobra is it again? You know what kind. It's a king cobra. Not the lights again. Psst, Petunia, take this. Huh? Is this my dad's flute? Shh. Oh, good. The lights are on. Great. Now, where were we? Petunia, are you ready to play for me? Yes, Your Grace. 
Okay, it's time to take the lid off. <sighs> there is nothing to fear while I, Petunia the Snake Charmer, am near. What? I can't believe it. That snake is dancing. That snake is dancing to the music. Go, Petunia. Dad? Keep playing. Keep playing. The snakes are doing the tango. And the cha-cha, now the foxtrot. This is the best snake charming we've ever seen. Uh, how can this be? I'm so mad. But I do keep my promises. Here are all my coins. Now I'm leaving forever. I just wanted to do pranks. <laughs> you did it, Petunia. You've always been there to help me, but you can do it all on your own. You are the snake charmer. Here's to Petunia, the snake charmer. Hooray! And long live the queen. And also the king. The end. And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. Our first story comes from an eight-year-old from Canada named Nola, and Nola's story is called The Fish Barber. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, is a fish barber a barber who is a fish? Or is a fish barber a barber who cuts the hairs of fish? Or you might think, maybe a fish barber is a barber who uses a fish as scissors. If you thought that one, well, then you're probably gonna like Nola's story. Amazing work, Nola. Our next story comes from a five-year-old from Louisiana named Shane, and Shane's story is called The Wave Whale. Now, I simply must read the beginning of this story to you. <clears throat> Once upon a time, there was a little whale with wings. Its name was Wawa, and it lived with its mommy whale and its daddy whale, and they all had wings, and they lived in a wave. Wow, a winged whale named Wawa who lives in a wave with its winged whale parents? Try saying that three times fast. Incredible job, Shane. Our final story comes from a six-year-old from Tennessee named Sylvia, and Sylvia's story is called The Cow Who Went Meow. Now, most cows that I've met have said moo, but the cow in this story says meow. Why does he say meow? Well, I don't want to spoil it, but it wasn't because he was eating grass. <laughs> that is all I'll say. Sylvia, great job. To read all of today's Roll Call stories, head to storypirates.com slash podcast. That was Roll Call. Now it's time for you to write us a story. And if you don't know where to start, here's a story spark to help you along. This week, we asked Parker, the author of The Snake Charmer's Trick, the following question. Imagine that you decided to become a street performer. What would your act look like? It wouldn't be real but have me standing around with a whole bunch of ladybugs flying around me and then a snake trying to eat them all and then it looks like the snake's dancing. So, kids, what's your answer to that question? And can you use the answer as inspiration for a brand new story? Grown-ups can submit kids' stories at storypirates.com. And remember, we respond to every story we receive. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and big thanks to today's authors, Finn, Liam, and Parker. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! Bye.
The Story Pirates podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, McKenna Cox, Minzwi Karami, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, and Lee Overtree. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Sam Baer, Bobby Lord, Jack Mitchell, and Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell and Eric Gerson. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Alexandra Nader, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Justin Bartha. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Ryan Chittapong, Matt Cox, Sasha Diamond, Christina Grosspeach, Kristen Henley, Dan Leahy, Jasmine Malave, Julie Marciano, Peter McNerney, Dominic Russo, Peter Russo, Addie Wyrich, and Harry Wood. Careful, careful. 97, 98, 99. Steady, steady. 100. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did it. 100 priceless Japanese balls perfectly balanced on my butt. Oh, what now? Time to carefully unstack them one by one. Oh, huh. good luck with that. Oh, yeah, I've got plans. Oh, okay. It's just that I can't really move because of the 100 balls. Balanced on my butt? Hmm. Eric, you came back! Yeah, forgot my phone. Oh, here it is. Ugh, why does this happen every Art Appreciation Day?